COVID-19 has led to a nationwide shortage of coins, leaving many businesses unable to give change. What caused the coin shortage and what's being done about it? Here with the story, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. We're joined by Daniel Soques, an assistant professor of economics at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. Professor Soques, you've called this a perfect storm of events related to the reaction of government and consumers to the pandemic. Tell us what the factors are in this perfect storm that created a shortage of coins. Well, the two main issues are that the supply of coins have essentially dried up. Places like laundromats, retail stores car cleaning centers, they've essentially stopped getting coins from consumers and then resupplying them into depository institutions like banks. In addition to that, the other secondary main factor is the U.S. Mint, who is responsible for production of new coins for our economy. They had to, just like other production facilities in our economy, they had to slow their production in order to adhere to social distancing concerns. So their production of coins were severely slowed down over the past couple months. Now they've ramped it up recently, but there still appears to be a shortage in the economy. There were about 3.82 billion U.S. coins in circulation last year. Do we know just how many fewer coins are in the system today? I haven't seen an exact number of how many coins are in circulation in total. So like, what, what is the demand versus the supply shortage? But the Fed is hopeful that it will be resolved in the fall. Now, this is... Chair Jerome Powell, when he was testifying in front of Congress, he said that this is all considering that we don't have a huge second wave. I think if we have a huge second wave, it could do two things. It could drive supply again. It could also drive demand. The reason why we're seeing the shortage right now is people are getting more comfortable. They're going out to stores. They're demanding this change from transactions, essentially. They need that change when they uh, don't have exact bills and, and coin. And so on the demand side, We could see this problem kind of resolve itself if we do have a second wave. This may be a somewhat simplistic question, but where have all the missing coins gone when a shortage like this occurs? You mentioned laundromats, but that's a relatively small number, and these millions of missing coins have to be physically somewhere. The Fed has mentioned two primary locations. The first one is just in businesses that haven't reopened. So there's certain brick and mortar banks that just have coins sitting in their institutions and they haven't re-entered circulation. The second place that they've mentioned besides retail institutions is in people's houses. People have been more cautious about using a Coinstar machine or you know, the machines at their local banks to redeem them for cash because of germ concerns, pandemic concerns. So we have enough coins out there. The Fed has said this. It's just a matter of an allocation problem, getting the coins where they need to be. Why do you think there is not also a shortage of paper bills? I think the Fed did expect a huge increase in demand for currency in terms of cash. I don't think they expected the same amount of issues with coins. Because, again, it's on the supply side. It's not really a demand factor. This was a supply issue of banks not reopening, of laundromats, other places not reopening to enter those coins into the circulation. So some businesses are telling customers that if they're using cash, they need to pay an exact change, while others are saying electronic transactions only. What do you see as the downside of electronic only? Isn't that where our financial system has been headed anyway? Yeah, the problems with that are, if you think about the people that don't have a bank account, typically the homeless here in Wilmington, we have a a large homeless contingent that I've worked with to get them banked, but they are unbanked. And if they wanted to 
do an electronic transaction, well, they don't have a debit or credit card in order to do that. They do all of their transactions in cash. If we did, you know, suddenly move to an all electronic transaction society, there would be this transition, maybe harm is the right word, to those people that would disproportionately hit them. So if you were taking a guess, how long do you think this sort of a shortage can last? My baseline scenario is if the coronavirus recovers in the fashion that we've been expecting, now the numbers coming out have maybe been putting this into question, but getting back in the fall to classes in terms of schools and businesses reopening, the Fed is fully expecting this to kind of wash its way out you know, within you know, the next couple of months, I would say maybe September. But if we have a second wave, you could probably see this thing happening again when we reopen later in the fall or even early in the spring. But I think that knowing that this was a problem the first time around, we'll probably be better prepared next time around. Professor Daniel Soquez from the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Roy. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to this week's InfoTrack contributors, Roy Mackey and Gina Tedesco. Our internet services are provided by Pair Networks. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.